So you saw the pig movie. What did you think? Look, listen, it's not called it's called pig with Nicolas Cage. Pig with Nicolas Cage. Very good film. Lots of pathos. Beautifully shot. Very dramatic. Great soundtrack. I kind of wanted him to like fuck up the guys who stole his pig. The advertising for pig implied that it was going to be some sort of John Wick uh, revenge. Uh, you know, something in the you know, Mandy uh, was was another one that, I, you know, it was like immediately I was like, oh, OK, this is going to be Nick Cage screaming and like, you know, <laughs> it just wasn't. The other thing that I had on it is after he gets the sh so in this for the uninitiated, this man has his pig stolen by tweakers and it's a truffle his, hunting pig. Yes, which are very valuable um, because truffles are very expensive. You can only find them through foraging, yada yada. Uh, he goes off into the city, into the bourgeois city, into like what Portland, Oregon, it's or something like yeah, that. It's Portland. It's like. <laughs> And he goes to like the a culinary, fight. like snooty, uh, you know, culture is really more what the movie's about. Exactly. But then he, he ends up in a, like in the first act, he ends up at the end of that first act in like a fight club um, where he doesn't fight back. He just gets like the shit beaten out of him. And then the thing that I could not shake is that he does not wash his fucking face for like days after <laughs> he has like these vicious like open like wounds. wounds he's in these like tony portland neighborhoods looking just like a fucking like a zombie or something um but yeah overall solid watch i like i love the cage renaissance i'm here for it yeah um listen what you know he's he is a hog absolutely hoggish full uh you know full-time hog uh we will we will continue to monitor his career as it develops fuck the flub heads flub 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 sorry i flubbed uh okay let's try again i'm letting it roll this time we're not re-recording <laughs> This is Hog Planet. Uh, Dan Spaventa here, your host, uh, joined by Sam, as always. Uh, we're back from hiatus. Yeah, just because we feel like it. No particular reason. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there was if like, we felt, uh, if we had a mission, this might be the worst podcast ever. Like, if we had a goal, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even even like the idea of like profit is uh is laughable, but it's not. You know, it's not what uh, it's not what making stuff is about. We just want to just want to make something. For the viewers, I have some new hog paraphernalia. This elephant shaped pipe. It kind, oh, it kind of looks like wow. you're packing his like ass yeah, like, with the weed. Yeah, that could be like a distended asshole. It could be, but 
I'm I'm a fan of the of the elephant. It's got a nice big chamber. What if we just made this a weed podcast? It kind of already. I like if you if you hate weed smoking or like stoner culture in general, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Like, okay, one of my pet peeves lately, Dan, has been the I'm I wish weed was back like it was in the 60s and 70s. Take all, all these like. You know, irony bros on fucking Twitter love to talk about how weed is quote-unquote too strong these days, which I could not have any fucking sympathy for at all. Like, if you're smoking mids, do not pass it to me. Enough. Like, we are here in 2020 because we want, we have dank weed. Like, this is the only thing that's gotten us this far. Like, what are you, two, what are your two cents on this, Dan? No, I think it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous when people, uh, you know, bemoan, like, Oh my god, the, the current weed makes you dissociate so much. Yeah, that's the fucking point. <laughs> or just don't fucking smoke so much. I don't know. What do you want? Like, yeah, you I don't buy... know. Some people also like shouldn't be just like, you know, like blasting a joint to the face and uh expecting to just like feel chill. It's not like for everybody, but um, you know, uh, the whole like there's also like maybe legitimate arguments to say like legalization kind of further like gentrifies you know the the trade but absolutely absolutely you know at the end of the day am i like crying about weed being too strong um no no i'm not i mean with the added strength comes also the ability to like i don't know more variety you can kind of get what you want if you are if you find the heavy indica you know gives you couch lock or whatever you can get a sativa. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking just from like DC, where we have kind of a, you know, a, a fairly legal thing going on here, and there's a variety that you can get. But I don't know. It beats waiting in a fucking parking lot for some asshole to show up with something that like may or may not get you high. Like, which was my experience. I don't know up to like this point. So uh, it's always like, it's always given me a fucking you know, a rub me the wrong way that take. It's a little, and you you look if you saw that '70s weed, go look at that like High Times, a cover from like '77 that everyone passes around. You're not, you don't want to smoke that shit. Come on, get over it. Um, yeah, yeah, and like, you know, yeah, weed culture is annoying as shit and sucks, but it's you, you know, it's not something you have to engage with at all. Any culture where you make like one thing. Uh, like an identity, like, I don't know, even if you, or like, come on, like watching a show or something like that and having that be your identity, whatever, being a Harry Potter nerd and like, you know, identifying with one of the four houses of Hogwarts or something, that's at least as lame as like being, a, a, you know, way too into weed culture. But look, we're, we enjoy it. We would be lying to ourselves and to the audience if we didn't express this to you the listener and you like it because you're listening to it <laughs> i don't know yeah at this point seriously it's on you um you know I, okay let's uh w one thing i wanted to bring up uh, before we get into the meat of the show is uh i want to pay tribute on hog planet to the legend louis anderson um he was uh an incredible comic uh any of his any of his specials so funny um um his most recent one i think was called big underwear <laughs> it was like great great special title yeah uh 
He's uh, he was great. I recorded something with him uh, during the pandemic, so I got to like spend an hour like on a Zoom call with him, and it was uh, it was really cool. And uh, I'm sad he's gone. Um, his performance in Baskets is one of the best things you'll ever see. Titanic um, loss, especially because like on the day, I felt like it was a little overshadowed by the death of Meatloaf. Um, now I don't want to speak ill of the dead so soon, but never been a fan of meatloaf and he was also what like an anti-vaxxer until his last breath or whatever he i unconfirmed if he was unvaccinated but he definitely was like you know i'll i'll take my own risks and if i don't want to <laughs> wear a mask i won't you know he, one of these he's days, an anti-masker and anti anti-mandate guy for sure one of these days we got to do like a venn diagram of um who is you know anti-vax and also unvaccinated because i bet it's like not that especially of like the loud mouths and media it's not that many people a ton of those ever since since all those covid you know anti-vax hosts like all those conservatives just started dying of covid in droves i think like most of them got the shot uh even like cheryl hines you know being married to like robert Kennedy jr i'm like nah if you were on curb you definitely got the jab there's Larry no way not she was getting shit. She's not she, a. She's not a main cast member anymore, so like she doesn't have to be on the show, right? It, so uh, you know, if she's there, she's definitely vaccinated, even if her husband is a anti-vax freak. Um, and you the know, fact, the like, last thing on that is that we, the fact that Larry introduced Cheryl and RFK Jr. and then Cheryl had to apologize because RFK Jr. said that like the the vaccine mandate is basically like the Nuremberg codes or whatever. I believe Anne Frank was invoked. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember exactly. I'm so jaded to like when people compare shit to the Holocaust or like Nazis. Like, I, you know, my wife always gives me a look like, oh, I'm so sorry they did this as if it like hurts me at all. I barely feel anything. It's so fucking common at this point that I, it's not good. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but I'm so jaded to that shit. But yeah, we, it absolutely a is a curb episode to have Larry introduce Cheryl to RFK Jr. and then him say some wild shit about the Holocaust. I could just see her like calling him like Larry. <laughs> but we have to uh, also say that Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, fucking book, like the case against Anthony Fauci. Apparently, if you type the and I haven't tried this, but like someone was like, if you type the into Amazon, it's like the first one of the first things that comes up, which is just really great. Um, that uh all right i gotta try it yeah all right no it's this oh no no you're right oh my god (laughs) it's not number one it's number three uh number one is the pink stuff number two is the body keeps the score no idea what the fuck this is i also do not have an amazon account so i don't have anything like of my recents in there that that would like mess it up uh but yeah the third one is the real anthony fauci robert kennedy (laughs) unbelievable i don't know let's 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 get into the meat of the show here. And when I say that, I mean, um, you know, <laughs> exactly the story. Uh, the rampaging pigs of the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm. And, and we're not talking about the techies. Um, in the Bay Area, there uh, often are many species that roam uh, the area, including turkeys, mountain lions, deer, bobcats, foxes, um, you know, and these species don't really, uh, you know, they don't like, they don't really uh, bother the humans too much. 
But when <laughs> the feral pigs get into the picture here, they are, quote, tearing up lawns, ripping through golf course fairways, threatening the drinking water, and disturbing the harvests at Napa Vineyards. Now, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is, this is true hog, hog planet news. Like, I, I saw this and was like, they're calling this a, the feral swine bomb. <laughs> a veritable swine flu, if you will. Uh, yeah, I, the way this article is written is very funny as well. I think that's very tongue-in-cheek. Literally one of the lines, uh, after what you just read, the next sentence that ends the paragraph is, many Californians want them dead. <laughs> Like, there's clearly this attempt to, like, play it up. But um, there's some, like, interesting facts in here. Like, apparently the USDA estimates um, $2.5 billion in, like, hog damage every year to crops and stuff. And I don't know. When I was reading this, I couldn't help but see a connection. You know, humans and pigs are not that far apart genetically. Uh, pigs are very intelligent, almost on the level of, like, the executive function you see in, like, a chimp or like you know dolphin or whatever and um how different are we from these pigs like these pigs are mean feral nomads that like consume and like you know spread across this land without any regard for um i don't know the environment like sounds like us i mean what right do we even have to tell these hogs what to do are, are we like uh are we being hypocritical and culling the hogs um that's hard to say because you know then is it is it um i guess that's like you know theories of like ecology and like you know the <laughs> humans roles in uh in that uh environment um I, I is it is it ethical i don't know i mean is hunting ethical I, they say that you know like with deer they overpopulate and uh can't find food so is that ethical to cull the population? What do I know? It's not my area, but all I know is that uh, if you have a feral swine chasing you, uh, just climb up a tree. That's what they, <laughs> the expert says in this article. Or get on top, yeah, of, top of your car. You know, like pigs can't climb, which I guess is, you know, I didn't really think Honestly, of it that yeah. way. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty smart. No, and okay, um, there was one, okay, there was one thing in here that is crazy. Listen to this. A military fighter jet was wrecked several decades ago after a collision with two wild pigs on a runway in Florida. Weighing hundreds of pounds, they can be extremely dangerous and in rare cases have attacked and killed humans. Okay, listen. Uh, I feel this way, the way about this military fighter jet that Trump feels about John McCain. Pathetic, honestly. Get your shit. How can't that military... You know how much one of those things fucking costs? It should be able to cut through those hogs like butter. We should have, like, ham on the side of the runway after that thing's done with them. This is fucking ridiculous. Like, what are we, you know, isn't there, like, a perennial lefty kind of, like, post about how, like, the F-16 doesn't work or whatever, and, like, it's a huge waste of money? Uh, this should be, like, exhibit A. You can't even take down two pigs? What does this thing cost, like, $1.6 million or whatever for each one? Get the fuck out of here. I, I don't know. Hold on, I'm going to share a screen for a second. Look at this fucking 800-pound swine. Oh, is that my ex-wife? <laughs> Sorry, that was like the lowest hanging fruit on earth. <laughs> Dan liked it, though. 
whatever. The audience can't see Dan laughing, and he doesn't laugh into the mic because he's too much of a professional. Come on. All right. Well, I'm leaving. Yeah, just just go. I'll finish the show. I'll talk about Joe Rogan by myself. <laughs> um, Actually, I would totally listen to a solo tip podcast <laughs> about Joe Rogan. Sorry, yeah. that was the Elvin pipe. This thing hits hard. I'm not yeah. used to it yet. When the pigs enter the corral, almost always in the dead of night, Mr. Davy is alerted on the phone. He watches and closes... <laughs> The gates remote uh, enclosure remotely once the whole group or sounder is inside. <laughs> then he and his wife Annie carry their two sleeping children into the back of their pickup truck. They drive through the darkened suburban streets to the enclosure and shoot the pigs. They go down like a shack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what this really is is just like <laughs> like further evidence of the fact that. I don't know when Europeans showed up on this wild ass continent. Like this is in California, you know, the furthest west this country gets. We don't know how to deal with the ecology. Like these pigs, they weren't like, you know, I don't know, were, were they like naturally occurring? Like there's just like this to me this says like we're like out of step with nature. We're having this like massive hog issue. We have to like cull the hogs and they're like trapping them at night. Like I'm watching the gif on here of like these pigs being trapped in like a fucking shitty like makeshift cage like what are we doing here like what how have we like let this shit get so bad i don't know yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know I, I i i have nothing else on on these hogs god damn i mean there's um, like there is there's big money going into culling these hogs in california i don't know just further evidence that the state of California was a mistake. What can we say? Yeah, secede. We don't need you. Hmm. New York forever. Um, <laughs> let me uh, let me share um, briefly. We'll talk about this. Uh, Michael Avenatti yes. um, is uh, Did nothing wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> well, let's just play this first. Uh, we all know Michael Avenatti. Stormy Daniels' lawyer was uh, was a real uh, presence on cable news. And, uh, you know, some people were like, oh, this guy's tough to beat Trump in 2020. And uh, he was just uh, indicted <laughs> for stealing a shit ton of money from Stormy Daniels. Still got a chance. All my sexual fantasies involve handcuffs. <laughs> oh, oh. All of my. Oh, man. Megan McCain's face when he says that. It's too good. <sighs> um, I don't know. What, 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 like. I feel like talking about Avenatti, we don't have to go too deep into it, but it's like, what do you, what do you make of like, just like, I feel like that type of guy is not really around anymore. Like the tough Democrat, like, I, I, I can't think of anyone else who fits that. No, I also uh, was, Avenatti was just on TV all the time. He was the media Democrat. And there was this idea that like, Democrats, which I don't know how he became like the spokesperson for this, just because he was like opposed to Trump nominally or whatever. But um, I don't know. He always seemed like a huge huckster. And the fact that he stole more money from Stormy Daniels than Trump even ended up paying her for um for the for the hush money or whatever was it, it, I I don't know. It's like it's like too perfect. It's a little too on the nose. 
the fact that this, you know, resistance guy ended up stealing more from her than the corrupt, you know, Cheeto in chief even gave her to shut up in the first place. There's just some kind of fucked up poetic justice that, or poetic injustice there. I don't know. I sound like a fucking idiot. No, I, I think you, you know, I mean, come on. What, what, what are we supposed to, you know, a guy like this is just so fucking useless. Like we, we got to move on from this, but Michael Avenatti's closing argument began like this. When my father was a teenager, he sold hot dogs at a ballpark. The judge is then like, objection! <laughs> and then it was sustained. And then at the end, he said, I will leave you with this. I'm Italian. I like Italian food. The case that the government is attempting to feed you has a giant cockroach in the middle of the plate. Would you eat the dish or would you send it back? I submit that you would send it back. Oh my god. This is the hallmark of a I'm getting in trouble for a good reason, but I'm trying to convince you just without using any kind of qualitative uh, argument at all, just saying, oh, the government's putting one on me. They're just trying to fuck me over. Just absolute ad hominem shit. Um, <laughs> oddly similar to what people are saying about Joe Rogan now. Uh, I saw Tim Dillon saying that like, Joe Rogan. It's clearly like the Democrats trying to manipulate the media before the next election cycle. And I was like, if you do not, like, they're nowhere near savvy enough to be pulling that bullshit. Like, oh. It must be fun to see a conspiracy theory everywhere, but you gotta get outside and live your life at the end of the day. Yeah. Tim just depresses me now. I used to be a, a big fan. Um, but uh, I... What are we to make of 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 the, the constant uh, stream stream of Rogan shit? Because I feel like this uh, is a, is a whole lot of just like clickbait and like you know it's it's the same shit as like uh, talking about Trump a lot when he's running in 2015. I I don't have as much experience with Rogan either, unlike you. Um, you I've I've listened to I've listened more. to the show I've listened to the show a bit over the years. Yeah, but like my impression hasn't been that like he has an agenda to push this kind of stuff it's more of like he is trying to find you know when you're like when you first started like reading uh non-fiction books and like each one blows your mind like a lot of like um adults are like this too a lot of people will tell me to, that i gotta read um what like malcolm gladwell or something else because they they you mistake something that's provocative and um, maybe persuasive on like a, a really surface level thing as being something that's like very true. I mean, it's kind of similar to what you said earlier about like, you know, the people talking these days about what the role of a comedian is, of a stand-up comedian, you know, are they a truth teller or are they, uh, is it just an act? Um, I would lean towards, I think it should probably just be an act. I'm not expecting to get truth 100% from these people, but um, it's kind of a similar thing going on where there's like a mis there's there's like a disconnect there. I don't know if that makes sense. I guess like what do you see Joe Rogan as? Is he like the is he like a god king to some people? Absolutely. Read that yeah. read that subreddit. Like I I've I've been on the subreddit a bit this weekend just because I was like, what are the what are the what are the real Rogan heads thinking? And they're freaking out. Half of it is them saying like, you know, like you know, a cancel culture liberal pussies. Uh, you know, and then the other half is people saying, oh my God, 
I, like Joe is so cucked right now. <laughs> I don't get the sense that he has an agenda to push like racist shit as much as he just like everything, every host that he has on, like it's a, it's a become a common joke or refrain on Twitter where, um, you know, you say anything and then Rogan's just like, damn, okay, interesting. Like he will say that to fucking anything because he's someone with nothing in his brain. So he has no, like when you hear something like, um, you know, I heard, I heard a clip of a host on there or a guest on there talking about how like um, aggression is more, uh common in black people because of genetics and shit like that and i was like that is race science but i know what race science is i mean like you could make the argument that like at this point joe rogan should know what these things are but also a lot of these fucking people are in their own bubbles i mean what does rogan do a day every day besides podcasts for like four hours where his job is to say like damn that's crazy to like anyone um and then do mma for like the rest of the day and then sleep like isn't that his life he's like a multi-millionaire he's a very sheltered dude in a lot of ways i'm not saying he should be saying these things i think it is a social negative to see all like to have all these people who like um receive a kind of uncritical earful of race science um which happens all too often on there or even just the childish like him and Jordan Peterson talking about how like black people aren't the color black. He's like, like they're not like a permanent marker. And I was like, you say this, you think this shit when you're like so, six years old. Like so, this is this is okay, the hold on. In that, thing in that, I've ever heard. Just just interrupting for one second. In that same episode, Jordan Peterson, I think literally quote, you know, there's no such thing as the climate. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> says there's no such thing as the climate. And he also, um, I think somewhere else in that episode starts crying because he's like talking about listening to a blues guitarist, like improvising a song. Um, it's 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 fucking it's weird. It's it's I don't think it's it's another like thing Joe where, thinks like, Joe like thinks guys like that who it's not that Jordan Peterson even sounds smart, but it's like it's a certain way of like uh, uh, a a performance of intelligence. Yes. Yeah, it's sophistry is what yeah. that is what the word you're looking for, I think. But like it's it's sounding like you know what you're talking about. And then like um yeah, and then yeah, again, Joe Rogan receipt just takes all of this uncritically. And anyone with any media training can sound authoritative on anything, hence us on this podcast, even though I don't have any media training. Like, um, I, I don't know, but like there's a certain point where you, you have to have enough intelligence on your own. You have to have consumed enough stuff from something else to be able to question this. Like you have to defuse these arguments. Like if you, if someone comes to you and says, you know, black people are genetically predisposed to be more violent, you have to talk about how you have to know that that's all based on bullshit. And it's like much, it's, it's correlation without that does not apply causation. It's there's all these societal things that play a role in um, racial disparities and, you know, what, and everything that comes out of that. So if you don't have that, or if you're of a mind to think like, maybe everything I've been told about that isn't true. And maybe certain people are being coddled. You can come to it from that, from those angles. So I think there are people there who are maybe like, I think a lot of his audience might be um, genuinely ignorant, but I think a lot of them are willfully ignorant. 
And the difference between the two is key to me. I, I, I cannot deal with a willful, willfully ignorant person, someone who knows better, but wants to think differently and is searching for like ammunition in order to think differently. That I can't really abide. Someone who's genuinely ignorant just needs to be like pushed in the right direction um, or, you know, taught how to think for themselves. But um, I don't know. That's kind of where I land on Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. And he said a bunch of really racist shit. Yeah. That has already that 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 came that has like been brought out like several times i i you know is is it just because the they're riding the neil young uh johnny mitchell uh, i think news cycle? because because yeah, uh, yeah this is old news to you and i um right. what they, they we're, the, we're huge fans of the rogan show we listen all day oh, and we love it when up. No. <laughs> but like no but, no, but after bernie I, went I, off I've the people, people were just, like hey bernie did you see this exactly because that's the other thing that this is fucking restarted is the annoying yeah. dis i literally saw someone today saying like bernie was playing footsies with white supremacists and i was like what the fuck why what is this about it's been years and then um what it was about was him going on rogan clearly and the so like once rogan discourse starts up all these old forms of rogan discourse come back from the fucking dead because it definitely was the like the Neil Young thing that led people to look back into Rogan's catalog. And I think also, um, I also have to say, sorry, one thing, come on, Neil, not making it about the underpaying artists. Like he said nothing about that. And he had the the ear of the entire world. And he said nothing about how they fuck over artists. But again, this is like Neil Young is exhibit and exhibit like fucking 9 billion in (laughs) Boomers are still so fucking powerful, dude. They are so, and he went about it in the most boomer way. He literally was telling people to join Amazon Music and like giving away free (laughs) subscriptions to it. Like he went, he's like, you don't need to be on Spotify and listen to Joe Rogan. You could be on on bus again, and also Canadians. What's going on with Canadians and on that? uh, Like Joni Mitchell too. But anyway, um, they were like, yeah, it was. It's I did delete spotify just for fun mainly <laughs> i there's a bunch of like rogan people in my sphere like people who are genuinely into it so i i uh genuinely was just trying to piss them off i think um and uh yeah i i don't know honestly you i'm on youtube music now and it has a better uh selection but there's no way i can make a political stand out of that i just did it for fun like it's not because youtube was originally where rogan got big as soon as i signed up for it i was like all right there's no way i can no, there's no like ethical place like you just you know no I mean, streaming it, platforms are not good in any uh anything they're not good for anyone except for uh you know those of us who get to play, press play on a bunch of shit but like um all right let's let's press play on the on the rogan apology hello friends um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. The, the 100 plus times that I said the N word. <laughs> I liked how the numbers kept going up too. No, I was I, like, they pulled at 70 first they were episodes, like 70. then it was like they pulled over 100. It was like Dragon Ball Z. They're basically, they're like, what? It's over 9,000. <laughs> Compilation. How could this be? Saying the N word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context. Of... So what? <laughs> the way he said, he's like, I was saying, saying the, the N word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's terrible, but this is this is this is what's going on. So this is why they're saying it. he's cocked though, because he apologized for saying the. Yeah, N-word. and he was. 
Dude, oh, he's the guy whose comedy special was called Triggered. And do you, okay, like, before we get into this, Dan, do you think that um, Rogan needs to stay on Spotify for a little longer to get the $100 Because my thing is, like, my, why would my he theory is he hasn't been, he was not given, my theory now is he hasn't been given a lump sum, and he has to, like, keep, he has to, you know, like, he didn't get the $100 million yet. Like, so maybe if he, if he were to, you know, if he were to quit, like, you know, they wouldn't buy him out. Uh in that case if he quit uh i think he'd just be leaving a lot of money on the table but i could also see like robbie martin said this and i was like i could very much see them just if this just keeps going on and it's just like they could just end up like cut cutting him uh, and paying the him megan out. And kelly the megan kelly exactly me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast and it looks like more of a cue ball than ever looks- somehow fucking horrible even to me now i know that to most people there is no context where (laughs) a white person is ever allowed to say that word never mind publicly on having like some of us are some of us are (laughs) rogan heads though so jeez and also like it was after this that you saw this like outpouring from like ted cruz and dan crenshaw and like just these these conservative just 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 I support Joe Rogan. You've never fucking listened. Just like, you have no idea who he is. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Ted Cruz listens to this show. <laughs> fucking my ass. Crenshaw's been on, so I, Crenshaw knows him. The fact that the White House even addressed this is so funny to me. Like, no, I'm, that was I, pathetic, though. Also, that's just straight up like government asking for censorship. That was stupid. That was that was actually very lame. But like, I, I don't know. It, it, the idea of Joe Biden having to learn who Joe Rogan is is so. Oh, he talks about vaccines on the internet and they're like ah trying to like explain this to him dude there's no way joe biden knows who joe rogan is I, I, I <laughs> yeah, even just, if they explain it he doesn't he's currently from this. yeah a podcast and i agree with that now i haven't said it in years but for a long time <laughs> okay thanks joe when i would bring that word up like if it would come up in conversation and stay instead of saying the n-word i would just say the word i thought as long as it was in context <sighs> this is what a fucking 13 year old says i'm was, sorry this is what 13 we're talking about said. red fox how red fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then or about how richard pryor used People it as still say the n-word on tv of, dude uh, am i missing something <laughs> I, look, like, <laughs> what do you, you know? None of us are perfect. Like, you know, like I'm not saying that if you held everyone to this to this standard, who's an entertainer, who was uh, who was an entertainer in the '90s and 2000s, like that'd be there's there would be a lot more people canceled. I, I no, say. come on, like I, if uh, I mean not to even do this, but like when people were bringing up the Bernie thing, I was like, okay, how many fucking politicians have been on, on uh, Bill Maher? Bill Maher has said the N word on fucking H. And Bill Maher is Come starting on. to get, starting to get like anti-vaccine uh, or like anti, he's also doing weird stuff like that now, but this, we're not talking about Maher right now. Let's go. And he's been an Islamophobe forever. Yeah. Fuck him. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit, or I was cl- quoting no. a Why were you doing I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay, okay. You're going to throw Tarantino under the bus. This is you're on trial here, buddy. Because he was 
trying to compare it to another offensive word, and he said it out loud, and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. But that wasn't that like three years ago or something, that incident when the, when the, it was an executive, what was it, Twitter or something? They, they, that was like recent. So wait, he was saying the N word like three years ago or four years ago? Like, wait, I'm taking that back. We, we need a timeline of trying to Joe compare Rogan it to another offensive one. Netflix executive, Netflix executive says the N word and then was fired. Look, look that up. What, what year was that? Used it, it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. Yeah. Well, I was also talking about that's got, a choice that could be made. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, How there's not another word like it in the entire English language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's <laughs> oh, racist no. and toxic, but a black person can use it. And See, it okay, it's like the sad thing is endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap. I think he's so sincere. Like, yeah. he did just learn this. Like, I, no, genuinely, I that think is the like, sad, it's like when that it's is the thing. Like, I sort of feel bad for Joe just because, like, he's so dumb. You freeze it on a really good spot. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't feel bad for him, but I do. No, that's like, the wrong word, but I just am like, I, I don't have any sympathy for him. He's an idiot, but no, but like, but at the same time, like, I, it does, he, he is talking as if, like he just learned this. He is talking like when, like when I was like twelve and I listened to a rap, an explicit rap song for the first time. Like and always... I was like, "Mom, what the fuck?" Like it's it's, but like that's the thing. It's the problem. He's an issue, but not because I don't know if he like set anything into motion. But like we're in a circumstance now where there's millions of people who like hang on this fucking dumbass's every word. That's the fucking problem. Like that's, that's, it's sort of like yeah. the Silicon Valley being a media company thing. Like where like people are like, Oh, if you kick someone off Facebook, are you censoring them? The issue isn't so much like that, you know, wh whether or not a company can do that. The issue is that that's how we all get our fucking news. So it's tantamount to like, you know, censoring someone. If you take them off Facebook, that's the issue. To be clear. Um, I, I, if I were Spotify, uh, I'd probably hang on to him because like, then you're really admitting you fucked up if you just pay all the money. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I'm not a corporate man. I don't know how that works. It's probably all just like cost benefit analysis, right? Time value over money. That song, it could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word. But the it's fucking word affirmation should be deleted. I'm well aware of that now, but for oh. years I used it in that way. <laughs> I never oh, used no. it to be racist because I'm not racist. Is he racist, in your opinion? I don't, like, I... <sighs> He's about as racist as any other Is he as racist as... Uh, once there's a supercut of you saying the N-word and, like, your podcast has, like, 100, 150 instances of it. I don't know. I'm sorry, Joe. But I don't know. Yeah, like, Hard I'm, to give you the benefit of the doubt now that I think about it. I think I would say yes. <laughs> but, like, I just... And he'll get I, into I, it, but that whole... I that think whole... if you were to ask him, he would, like, genuinely... Um, I don't think this is an act. I think this is how... By the end of this act. clip, he says... He, taught, he uh, unpacks the something that 
you'll yeah i think the answer will be very clear but whenever you're in a situation where you have to say i'm not racist you fucked up and i clearly have fucked up and that's my intention to express myself in this video to say there's nothing i can do to take that back i wish i could obviously that's not possible i do hope that if anything that this can be a teachable moment because i never thought it would ever be taken out of context Being in like in video history like class that. in like 2045 and hearing about like the joe rogan and word controversy of 2022 Ugh. i mean that is like the story in like fucking cnn right now it's so fucking <laughs> stupid now that it is holy shit it looks bad and it it's part of also me doing this podcast for thousands of hours, thousands of episodes over 12 years. I said, if you you're have, bound to catch if me. You have, a, if you have an infinite number of monkeys typing, they will eventually type out Shakespeare. If you record a number of hours of podcasts, you will eventually say the N-word 200 times. Same idea, right? Yes, so. A lot of fucking stupid shit, which is fine when you're talking about most things, but not when you're talking about race. And there's another clip that I have to address. There's a clip from 11 years ago. I was telling a story in the podcast about how me and my friend Tommy and his girlfriend, we got really high. We were in Philadelphia and we went to go see Planet of the Apes. And we didn't know where we were going. We just got dropped off by a cab and we got dropped off in this all black neighborhood. And I was trying to make the story entertaining. And I said, we got out and it was like, we were in Africa. It's like, we were in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I did okay, not that's... What I... <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that's pretty uh, racist, my guy. Check the box. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Okay, it's funny, though, because it's the same thing that, like, other people... Uh, I don't know. Like, this is what, like, average fucking white people do, though. Is they're like... I'm not racist, but it was scary being around all those black people. It's like, okay, I, okay. Hey, that black people are apes, but it sure fucking sounded like that. That's not even why it's a fucked up story, though. Like, the issue was that, like, I mean, you calling them, that's like the fucking cherry on the top, if you ask me. The story itself about you being, like, scared because you were around a ton of black people is, like, the more damning thing um but yeah, i don't know maybe others said, have a different opinion that's a racist thing to say planet of the apes wasn't even in africa i was just saying there's a lot of black people there but then i went on to talk about what a po there's more positive experience it was and how much fun it was to go to see this movie in a black neighborhood it wasn't a racist story but it sounded terrible and like i said you can have so exoticizing context matters until like your shit gets like clipped out then it's like it like w you know i mean like context matters but like kind of doesn't like people don't care about context and even and the context he's giving is next <laughs> it's not even, that's not even <laughs> he's like oh i went slumming and it was so wild like that's not really that's like again still pretty fucking racist clunky stories about anything but not about race and so i deleted that whole podcast but Obviously, somebody made a clip out of it and taken out of context. It looks terrible, but it looks terrible even in context. It's a fucking idiotic thing to say, and I was just trying to be entertaining. I certainly wasn't trying to be racist, and I certainly would 
never want to offend someone for entertainment with something as stupid as racism. My hope is that, look, I can't go back in time and change what I've said. I wish I could, obviously that's not possible, but I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth. But like, okay. and I looked at the subreddit, I looked at the subreddit, it's not a teachable moment to his fans. Like they're, they're no. taking the opposite message of this. They're like, they're like, Joe is betraying us. And I think by that's doing this, that's a tell. That's a tell that, and that, because you know, the question of like, is Joe Rogan, um, you know, right wing, or is he like a conservative or something? That's fucking interesting to me because like, I, I, based on this, I'm not saying that this like least sways it one way or the other, but um, he's not doing what conservatives do in this instance. Conservatives double down. He's not really doubling down. He's no, kind I'm, of I, like, I, I, he's kind of kowtowing yeah. or at least in like the eyes of like the Trumpian raving racist idiot hordes, like that in their view, like in the Reddit troll view, then, um, yeah, he's kowtowing. I mean, to uh, to you and I, it looks contrite and, and goofy, but like to them, I'm sure it looks like this huge, you know, give uh, surrender. And um, I don't know. That's that's interesting because that, uh, that's not what conservatives do. Conservatives do uh, double down. And if it'd been like Jesse Waters or even Bill Maher, <laughs> like he would have said, yeah, sure. "Oh, like of course I'm allowed to say that." Like I don't know. In context or out of context. My sincere and humble apologies. I wish there was more that I could say, but all of this is just me talking from the bottom of my heart. It makes me sick watching that video, but hopefully at least some of you will accept this and understand where I'm coming from. My apologies. I, I like the books in the background too. My sincere, deepest apologies and much. All right. I, th I think I cut him off before he said much love. So thanks, Joe. Um, something to remind you that um, uh, Rogan uh, has no ideology or anything. No. So that's what we need to do here. We need to just have straight talk. Don't tell him it's low risk. That's like the hurricane. Okay. This is him sitting with uh, Michael Osterholm, who is uh, one of the, you know, uh, Biden's main COVID, uh, you know, pandemic guys. And this episode, I believe, was from like the day or you know, the day it was, I remember, I remember I watched this one because it was, um, he was the first, this was the first show I heard where it was like, oh, the pandemic's going to last like years was actually on Rogan's show. Um, and I, I hadn't seen this guy Osterholm before that, but it was like, uh, you know, okay. Okay. So let's see what Joe says. You know, I would be really mad at you if I thought you were a hurricane forecaster and you knew this was coming, but you kept telling me, oh, it's low risk. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. Once it hit. Yeah, so that's what we need to do today is just say this is going to be challenging and we're going to get through it though. We are going to get through it. I hope this wakes people up to the value of vaccines too. There's so many <laughs> that think the vaccines are, you know, a scam or they're dangerous or there's so there, so there that won't vaccinate their children. I know. And that's one, you know, one of your best shows. You ever he literally was like, he's been parading around saying, if you're young, don't get vaccinated. I, I know. It just goes to show, like, he repeats the last thing that someone said to him. 
like similar okay. to yeah. Trump. he's a dear friend of mine. Time. He's a I do too. He's a dear friend of mine, as you. And you know, he is one of the champions out there on this very issue. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's really an important point that you know we got to get this idea. These vaccines can be life saving. If we had one right now, think how different the situation would be in the world. Right. Thank now. you for what you do say about vaccines because people listen <laughs> to you, and we need every positive voice because we have. So that's fucking dark. So many crazy voices out there right now so that are so are paranoid and yeah. delusional, and they want it all to be a conspiracy. There's been an amazing medical innovation in in human culture, and that's vaccines. It's amazing what it's done. And ha have there been adverse effects on people? Of course, everything. Everything that people do, there's some people that are going to react in a bad way. It doesn't mean it's not a positive thing. No. So Man, even when he's trying to praise vaccines, he sounds kind of like a dumbass. But I mean, that's what we've been saying this whole time. He's he's like a fucking like he a doesn't. Child. He's, like a he's child not. Mind. I know. So it's 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 kind of this amazing thing that this like you know, literal like you know fucking pea brain is like you know one of the most important voices in America. Wow. Like it or not, like you will never deplatform him, and I don't think they should. I I I. Guess what? I watched a fucking interview of, that he did with Oliver Stone like three weeks ago before all this shit. And, um, you know, it was just the whole time Oliver Stone uh, saying, uh, you know, JFK, it was all about JFK and Joe, Joe going like, dude, yeah. Yeah, there's... Uh, so, like, I, I don't... I think there's value to, to a guy like Joe existing, but he's been so stupid, like, it, during the pandemic that it's just, like... You, you can't it's hard it's hard to separate it and at this point like you know like, like he said once you're apologizing and saying you're not racist that's you fucked up that's what he said i think <laughs> um no i mean i don't know that like he should be like shut down um i don't like i i think that there's an argument these days that like people are kind of helpless thrall to like mass media and you can demonstrate in a certain way in which like media has destructive narratives but i don't know i don't know that like i think there's a way to like uh that maybe most of the people who listen to joe rogan even if they got the vaccine don't necessarily like end up you know worsening the cause of the vaccine. like i don't know if there's like this identifiable um you know, impact of Joe Rogan on vaccination rates that we can like really point out. I, like the idea that like well, dumbasses on the media are like um, this kind of like social contagion. I don't know. It strikes me as kind of weird. Joe Biden, uh, you know, is <laughs> more racist and more responsible for um, people dying than Joe Rogan. And I think like if if we had a functioning um, society. And then we wouldn't necessarily have uh, – jo Joe Rogan wouldn't have necessarily have gone this way. I'm not saying that, like, um, I don't know, he would have been, like, you know, really helpful if the government had had a useful response to this. But I think that, that people are rushing to blame the shitty state of uh, COVID now and the uh, shitty government response to it on someone other than the government, especially because, you know – Biden is, you know, liberals especially are like, 
it can't be before it was like trump is the reason this is all fucked up now that biden's here they they were saying it was because trump handed them such a bad thing but biden's continuously fucked up on this for like two years now and um i don't know uh i think they're looking for a new culprit and uh joe rogan kind of fits the bill i'm not saying there's like some kind of conspiracy there but amongst like people driving the media narrative and this is definitely a media narrative first and foremost obviously because it's about i mean we're doing the sin of podcasting about podcasts right now but um at the same time like it it does have circ it does have consequences but i i do think there's like maybe a shitty narrative going on here i think that if like the government had a reasonable response to this joe rogan wouldn't be the issue that um he is or that he you know debatably is i don't even know um how you can quantify that yeah i mean like did joe rogan lie us into the iraq war no i mean the new york times did and the new york times was also like during you know the the uh when joe when joe biden got elected i don't mean to like act like this is just you know dem conspiracy or whatever but the fawning coverage of the biden administration was so nauseating given the deaths that were still going on from covid and stuff like that and um if we want to talk about media having a deleterious effect on um culture or on like politics or society we can start with like bigger issues than rogan oh um, fucking like oh, jeff zucker who just uh resigned um is has done far more evil than joe rogan uh yeah. the head of c he was the head of cnn he you know he was the guy who was like oh we'll just air nonstop trump rallies you know, exactly and and he also greenlit the apprentice to air initially which arguably trump never would have fucking been a pop culture figure the way he was uh and win the election without that so jeff zucker uh rest in piss exactly so like again i while uh we've acknowledged this whole time that rogan has a child brain and you should not take anything he says seriously even if he's right, <laughs> even if he's right, he's just saying it because it's the last person uh, who said it to him. It's like what he's repeating. But at the same time, um, like, I, like, I don't think that he's the reason that COVID is as bad as it is now. I'm not sure he's helping, of course. I'm sure that he has, a, you know, you could probably quantify some generally negative effect that he's had on it. But I, I don't know if it compares to the general failures of uh, our government and our, and our ma you know, mass media. Uh, and I don't think Joe Rogan rises to that level, even though he is so wildly popular and so many people kind of hang on his every word. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I really don't want to be the like, I don't want to be the people who are like, just exhaustingly like, um, you know, you know what I mean? The like podcast um, police. <laughs> yes. Because that's I don't not, wanna, that, yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree with that sort of thing. I think that, Pretty much, you know, like, I get why Alex Jones has pulled off everything, but if you're not like Alex Jones, you pretty much should have the ability to, you know, speak and do, do, do your broadcast uh, if you want. Just, you yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, like, I don't know, material shit is not always downwind from, uh, media or from ideas i think material shit is material shit and people need to pay attention to that more and stop getting caught but we're all stuck inside so some big controversy like this with big names that inspire a lot of emotions you know um it's just another like part of a circus i think and one that we are happy to participate in i guess yeah i mean uh 
that's what it's all about right uh media about media and um all right uh, enough about rogan we we've 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 said our piece um new york mayor uh eric adams uh he definitely Damn. eats fish i heard i heard a report that he <laughs> ate peking duck so he's not a fucking vegan or whatever he's 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 full of shit and he Look. lives in new jersey well, yeah, that that's fine. Being a bullshit vegetarian is your prerogative as an American. You can say you're a vegetarian, but you like eat chicken. That that that's allowed. I I think it's fine. All right, I'm speaking as a shitty uh, like half-ass pescatarian myself. I'm uh, I'm now gonna play uh, this Eric Adams clip that I could not get out of my head. Time of the day, out getting some fruit. <laughs> Stand is open late at night. These guys yeah. work hard. You know, you come out, you get your first bit of fruit. <laughs> you know, uh, this is this is New York. You know, early enough, you get the fruits nice. He's like ten thousand years what old. What is he talking so about? It's so early. I love the fruit. Packing. <laughs> Patronizing my small businesses, even my street vendors. Love it. We're gonna get through this, New York. Get We're gonna get done. through this because of the fucking fruit stand at like 4 a.m. I all he like okay. doesn't. Apparently, he doesn't sleep. Yeah, that that I could believe. Um, and also, I mean, you know, New York is infamous for this, so maybe he is showing that you're. I mean, what as a real New Yorker, Dan? Uh, what was your impression of the food stand uh, performance, the video there? Oh man, I mean, it's just it, it, it was indelible in that sense that um, you, I, I can't tell what he's trying to like. What is like? I know it's like local business, but he's like, like just the way he goes about it. Like he's so goddamn weird. It has the energy of like um, when you're doing uh, something normal, but like you're you think like uh, you know we, oh we gotta you know we gotta publicize this on social media like yeah like that like that uh, photo Brie Larson posted where she's like who said food can't be fun <laughs> that was that very was fun. Th that's the same ethos uh, as this Eric Adams thing yeah and uh, the, the the thing that we were leading up to with Adams here is. Um, is uh, well this is he's like under the fire. absolute opposite of the rogan thing he's, <laughs> he's under in fire. trouble for saying the exact opposite yes, thing yes so let's let's hear this uh unbleeped for the for the people uh i i, I was looking for like, like news clips they were all like bleeped this word and it's just you can ridiculous. only hear this extremely offensive slur on our podcast get ready everyone police department i kicked those crackers ass man <laughs> <laughs> oh! I love that shit. <laughs> I kicked those crackers ass, man. I was so wait, he's like talking about being a cop ass, and kicking white people's ass. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And the conservatives are losing it over this. They're like, he basically said the N word for white. And I, I guess he was referring to white NYPD officers. Um, oh, okay. I thought he meant that he was like admitting to police brutality also it was like him being like i beat up tons of white people when i was a cop and you know you know we had to do the apology so let's just watch this for a second 
apologize. Inappropriate, inappropriate comments should not have been used. Someone asking me a question using that comment and playing on that word, I responded in that comment. Uh, but uh, clearly, uh, it's a comment that should not be used. And I apologize not only uh, to those who heard it, but to New Yorkers because they should expect more from me. And that was inappropriate. The, the, the banner at the bottom says Mayor Adams apologizes for racially offensive language. Like if he, the way that this is actually treated, like the opposite, like the like you know that's like tantamount to saying the N word is fucking absurd. I'm not sure if I've seen uh, this much credulousness paid to that argument in like the mainstream media. Um, it sounds yeah. it, like it seems like a joke that we would make. Yeah, like I don't know if it, like. If I was called that, I'd literally laugh. Yeah, it's so funny. No, there's no way. There's no way to be called a cracker and as a white person not laugh your ass. Like Dan, what if someone on the street called you a honky? Like, what, what was your like? What, what am I gonna? Am I gonna report? We would talk crime? about it on the podcast because yeah. it's funny. <laughs> we used to do stories like this all the not like this exact thing, but like you know, funny encounters, like stories, like like or even if. Okay, if I was at like you know, if my um if my like supervisor at work uh called me a cracker, there's no way I would be like, oh wow, this is like a racially, you know, host toxic work environment or whatever. Like <laughs> I would just be like, okay. <laughs> like I would screenshot it for sure, but I would never think of it as like any kind of like political fodder or anything useful it's so like what you're saying is you stand with mayor eric adams i stand with eric adams and so wait what was the question he was asked because he did say um like you said he was referring to the nypd as the crackers yeah like was the question like so I how did the you... question was related to how do you deal with these like crackers, the crackers of your work like, uh, yes and he said, so. I kicked those crackers ass. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to do propaganda on here, but that's... No, like, no. F f no. He's, we're not doing that, but he's also funny. Okay, Eric Adams does have... He's a great New York mayor, number one. Uh, number two... 4 a.m. fruit stand. <laughs> New York City, ah. baby. <laughs> Only in one city in the world. Like, um... Even though he doesn't, the, the fact that he's a fake New Yorker makes him a real New Yorker. I don't know how to explain yeah, that. That's, um, that's, pretending that's to shit. live in New York, but you actually live in Jersey, and you pretend to be a vegetarian, but you actually eat like fish and chicken, is the most New York thing I can think of off the top of my head. Um, so he gets a pass from me. It actually it actually makes him more of a New Yorker to me. Um, I also think he's one of the funniest people in like, in terms of just like daily news bullshit. Um, yeah. since Trump. he is not like, disappointed he's, no he's, he has he has really brought the a game and he's not really like as bad a guy as trump so it's funnier to see him in the news more i'm just kind of like i mean like ostensibly he's you know a, a, a liberal democrat or whatever so Ugh. he's on our side yeah i guess we should embrace him we could push him left <laughs> <laughs> i can fix him i'm really here to establish the dictatorship of the proletariat it's 4 a.m. <laughs> the Soviets are on their way to the factory. Like 4 a.m. Bread lines. Ha <laughs> ha. Struggle the landlords. <laughs> Eat the rich. Ha <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But I, I would I would vote for Cadre uh Eric Adams. I don't know. R bring back Curtis Sliwa.
<laughs> what was it? His uh, Curtis Lewa and living in a studio apartment with like 16 cats yes. or whatever. And I wish I'd hit, known that. You got hit by a taxi the week of the election. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had known that before he uh, spoke at my high school and denounced 50 Cent, which happened when I was in like sixth grade, I want to say. And I was like, I was like so confused. We had this uh, assembly with him. And um, he was describing what he does. I was like, so wait, this guy just walks around like kicking random people's ass so they don't do crime? I was like, is this legal? <laughs> like my mom was telling me like when I watched like Batman or something, she'd be like, it's illegal for Batman to do what he does. That's called a vigilante. And then I like saw Curtis Lewa. Lewa. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, okay. New York's a crazy place. Oh, let's, uh, you know, let's wrap things up. But um, you never had the chance to, uh, you ran into Mayor Pete. Oh my god, ago. yeah. We never talked about that in the pod. So what the hell happened? Oh, 100%. I um okay, so we'll throw back a little bit to when we used to do story time. This is good. Um I uh, I on Sundays uh when it's nice out, I go on like a long bike ride around Arlington. Um cuz there's nice trails. You can do like a solid like 25 mile loop. It's a good way to spend like an hour and a half. Um uh but it's a very pu- public trail. Like it's scenic. It's like a classic weekend warrior sort of thing. There's a lot of other people who look like me on this trail at that time, um, including Mayor Pete. So, like, I was uh, coming around and, like, near um, Arlington Cemetery on the Mount Vernon Trail, um, I saw this guy. I saw him, and I was just like, I had, I think I had just watched the, like, uh, the doc, the brutally uncomfortable expose about how fucking bad um, Mayor Pete's relationship is with chastin or at least the way it was on the campaign trail which was the standout feature of that amazon documentary yeah, that he was yeah. in was the way that poor chastin was like mistreated the whole fucking time but uh to the point that like mayor pete does not understand why what he's doing is significant for someone like chastin who grew up closeted and um you know struggles with his family about being a gay man anyway um i saw mayor pete and i past him because i was you know cruising but i obviously turned around and i looked back and um i saw that he had one security detail he was running with like another man who i assume was his trainer i'm not trying to feed any gossip blogs i don't think he was cheating on chasson uh i'm sure his crimes against chasson are of a different nature but um either way i saw the security detail like a guy trying to look inconspicuous riding a bike behind them slowly with an earpiece and i was like that's him that's 100 him so i just pulled up and i said like i i think i literally said um like hey do you mind if i get a picture with you you're an inspiration to me wow i was was, like trying to think of an in um as to like what what would convince him to stop and deal with me because i'm only doing this for shit posty reasons and i i think like i i sometimes get my head post it on Twitter? No, I didn't post it. I, I, there's no good way to do it because, like, I, I don't know. It's Not, no yeah, it, it, I feel like you just sent it to me, and uh, I think I just others, sent it yeah. to some. I sent it to people privately, but uh, yeah. I'll post it. I don't give a shit. I'll yeah, post t- it tweet, now. Tweet it out with the episode. No, no, tweet it with the episode. I'll tweet it with the episode so yeah. people have context. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I. Uh, so I told him I was like, "You're oh, you're an inspiration to me." Um, Usually I try to lead off with a compliment. Like when I met Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman, uh, it, like in my neighborhood, like it was just fucking wild. Um, I went up to them and I, and I said, told Jacob Wall that I loved his Instagram, which at that time was objectively true. But he had just gotten shut down from Instagram and wow. he delivered the news to me live. 
but so I guess it's like a two for one deal here. I can also post the Jack Berkman one, but uh, either way, get them both. We'll get, we'll get them both up there. The Mayor Pete one to keep me on topic. Um, I, yeah, I he took the picture with me and was totally nice and normal. Um, he talks and acts exactly like he does in media performances. That's like who he really is. Yeah. Um, he did not, or, or he was putting it on for me. But um, I, yeah, I shook his hand and went on my way. It was pretty mundane. But afterwards, I, I cracked up biking away because I yeah, had been trying I mean, to maintain kind of a straight face yeah. the whole time. I, I had probably to a, a, a worse degree, like when I took that picture with Chris Christie outside of Sirius. What like, do you do with I, that? <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, I, it took all of my power not to just like, completely hysterically laughed that i was taking a picture with this fucking ogre that one that one was ridiculous i mean uh jacob law and jack berkman were had me cracking up a bit but if it was chris christie i would have been there's no way i could have gotten near him i don't know you have much more bravery about this like i've called you to psych me up to go say hi to celebrities before yes because yes. Because you do this all the fucking time no i do I, I, I got a picture with tucker here. i got a picture with tucker on the street once no that's that's it was four, it was literally 420. It was that one you really can't post anyway. No, no, no. But it was 420. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> you have to get the picture. No, that's the other thing is that when you're in this situation, every time my mind, I'm like, you have to get the picture. Because you know what? These people exist for this purpose. They exist to yeah, be these like they love it. They, they love it. They, they want attention and attention and tucker wanted to like t chat he was like so yeah. what do you what do you do no jack berkman and jacob wall were genuinely like happy that someone recognized them they were fucking thrilled that i recognized them. And i was like the only reason i recognize you is because i need to go outside more like this is, <laughs> this is abnormal but um i don't know uh Mayor Pete was pretty into it. He was, I mean, I guess I, I laid it on a little thick saying that he was an inspiration. I think maybe he may have read into it that I was like, you know, a gay man, which uh, to date, not really feeling like I would identify that way. But um, it still got me the picture. So what can you do? Whatever. Um, well, uh, I think we're going to end it there. It's, uh, it's been a good episode. Any plugs uh, for you, Sam? Uh, I will put the... Uh, Link to my mutual aid group, uh, War Two Mutual Aid uh, in DC. We do encampment outreach, grocery distribution, and lots of other things uh, to organize people in uh, Ward Two to fight for housing justice. So, any donations, uh, recurring or otherwise, that you feel like making, please go ahead. I'd appreciate it. I'm only gonna be with them a few months because a few more months because I'm going to move to New York soon. Uh, wow, you announced it on the pod. People will hear about it. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is we'll big. see how it goes, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll document either the success of, or the failure of my long uh, awaited move to New York. This is, this is going to be big. Um, and um, we'll end it there. Uh, I got nothing else to uh, plug here. So uh, this is Hog Planet. Did not flub the second one. No, I nailed it. Ha ha! Fruit. Boy, <laughs> <I> am fruit. Ha <laughs> ha! I am fruit. We should get Joey to make that. Oh yeah, let's get a remix. Ha <laughs> ha! Boy, I am fruit.
Fruit. Fruit. Fruit.